0: Welcome back to another podcast with The Round Guy, Steve Filchin, along with uh, my compadre, Dave Johnson. We are privileged today to have as our guest, Brian Downs, who is the uh, executive director of the John Wayne Museum in Winterset, Iowa.
1: Brian, good morning. Uh, Good morning. I have to correct you. It's the John Wayne Birthplace and Museum. Okay. I'm glad you did. Okay, John Wayne Birthplace and Museum. That is correct. Yes. We're in Winterside, Iowa. Brian, how long have you been in that capacity? I've been here about a dozen years. I moved here from Chicago in uh, 2008. And it was uh, specifically
0: to take that position or was that something that came after you
1: relocated to the great state of Iowa? No, I was uh, recruited, and yes, it's a great state of Iowa. I was recruited after John Wayne's uh, centennial birthday in 2007. Um, It was a great fit for uh, both the museum and for myself.
0: Okay, now, uh, was that the year that uh, Maureen O'Hara was here as well?
1: No, she came in 2013, and she was here for four days. She loved it. And and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how that
0: came to pass, that she she became a guest of the museum, and some of the things, you said she was here for four days, some of the things that happened, I assume she was older and not able to do uh, a lot of things she probably would have liked to do, and you had, and and you folks there would have liked her to do, but... But just tell us I'm fascinated by that. Uh, They made several movies together, and it was always a very uh,
1: electric kind of uh, relationship on screen. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Maureen, uh, there was nothing that Maureen wanted to do here in Winterset that she couldn't do. Um, I met her first when I was working at the Chicago Tribune. I was working on an article about The Quiet Man, and I met her at her hotel in Chicago while she was filming another picture. And um, we just stayed friends over the years. So she had been living in Ireland most of the time, and then finally at age 93, she moved to Boise, Idaho to be near her family the family asked me if I would come out and visit her there, which I did. And, um, I told them about what was happening to John Wayne birthplace. And they said they'd like to attend. Um, so it was really that simple. A, um, a local company had a corporate jet, which they provided for her and went out and picked her up and brought her home. And, um, she was, uh, she was here for everything. She was at a dedication of our statue of John Wayne. Um, she was at a, um, at a, uh, Western swing dance the night before our big event and then she was guest of honor at a um, at a benefit dinner and auction um, dedicated to her, uh, which uh, was attended by nearly a thousand people. And anybody who was here that weekend wanted to meet her, they had that opportunity. She was just she was just wonderful. And, and how old would she have been at that time? She was ninety three and she passed away two years later at age ninety five. Wow, wow. What a
0: wonderful career and and uh several movies as we discussed with John Wayne and and in particular the Quiet Man, you already referenced that. That it was a favorite of mine. What were some of the other movies the two of them appeared in, uh,
1: do you recall? I do. They first appeared together in a uh, 1950 picture called Rio Grande, a cavalry picture with John Ford directing. And then um, after that, there was uh, Wings of Eagles. Um, I'm sorry, The Quiet Man and Wings of Eagles. Then, of course, McClintock. And their final pairing, John Wayne Maureen O'Hara's final pairing on screen was in um, Jake that was I believe 1970. Okay uh, that's wonderful. So five movies and all. So you got to you must have gotten to know her pretty well. Uh, very well. Um, I traveled to Ireland uh, annually for almost forever and um, after we met she invited me to her home in Ireland and uh, we never failed to get together for dinner and uh, a nice visit. Wow. We usually spend the day together about once a year. That's awesome. Okay, well, that's, that was something I couldn't wait to talk with you about.
0: But let's, let's move back then to uh, the start, uh, the birth, if you will, of the museum and some of the things that you, you have there that are relative to John Wayne's uh, career and his, his birthplace.
1: Well, firstly, John Wayne died in 1979, and up till that point, there had been very little interest in the place he was born. People more or less accepted Iowa, and the bigger bands accepted Winterset, Iowa. And so there were tons of people who flocked to town wanting to see the home where John Wayne was born. And uh, there was discussion about um, that being a, a tourist attraction by our local uh, civic leaders just in the early 80s and opened to the public in 1982, which means we're going to be 40 years old next year. Um, and for many of those years, the little home itself was plenty of traction enough, um, but it was it was tiny. A little small four-bedroom cottage is the best way to describe it. And the public was welcome to visit and, um, and see small exhibits about John Wayne's life. But um, we just knew because the crowds kept coming, we knew at some point we'd have to have a, a more Inside the museum, uh, visitors will see a a short film and a beautiful just you name it um even a even a It's a very detailed uh, scale model of John Wayne's Alamo movie set.
0: We are talking with uh, Brian Downs, who is the executive director of the John Wayne Birthplace and Museum. Did I get that right? Correct. Okay. Brian, tickled to speak with you. And, you know, this. see if you agree with this, but it makes sense to me that here in Iowa, uh people are very uh passionate about uh sports and and our our celebrities and and just the chance to get out and about and and see some of this but it makes sense to me that many iowans are similar to uh, folks like like say let's say new york city where when you visit with someone there and you say Hey, have you ever been to the uh, Statue of Liberty? Many of them will say, no, no, I haven't been there. Well, have you been to the uh, Empire State Building? No, I haven't been there. It makes sense to me that there are probably a good many Iowans who would say that they, while they live here in Iowa and enjoy it, uh, perhaps have not yet been to the John Wayne Birthplace
1: and Museum. Well, you know that's a fact um, i told you i come from chicago and to this day i've never set foot in the uh in the art institute and people come from all over the world to see it i just one of those things i never get around to it it's just it's just too convenient but with our uh with our recent uh, plague with the coronavirus um we, we are seeing that beginning to change um we would have any on any given weekend you'd see cars from a dip a dozen different states but um not, not so many Iowans, and that has changed a lot in the last year, year and a half. Um, Iowans have come to appreciate um, their, their heritage more as far as, uh, you know, day trips kind of thing. And it's, it's interesting to me that, uh, you know, yeah, another great Westerner, Buffalo Bill Cody, was also born in Iowa. Uh, Ronald Reagan was strong uh, Western connections. He um, His young manhood was spent in Iowa. So Iowa is a great jumping off spot for popular. I think Iowa is what a lot of Americans see themselves as, you know, going way back to the State Fair movies, a series of movies, going back to the Music Man. It's just kind of a place you go to in your dreams, and uh, that, that certainly was the case for me. Loving America, all of America, but living in a place where it's just the American spirit is so strong. Oh, I, I I certainly agree with that, and in, and in fact, it's if, if
0: you were to research all of the things that have happened in Iowa and all the famous people that have been through here, uh, several celebrities, uh, a lot of folks don't know, died here in Iowa. And and there's so many things to see that if they were to dedicated to spend some time to see all of these attractions, it would take them a, a couple of weeks perhaps to do it. It, to do it right, it certainly would. Yeah. Now, uh, give us the website information and social media uh, outlets that would allow somebody hearing us now to, uh, after we talk, uh, get on your Internet and, and check out some things and possibly uh, plan a trip around just those types of things we're talking about, maybe this, this spring or this summer.
1: Well, our, uh, we have a website, um, John Wayne Birthplace dot museum. Very important dot museum at the end. And that tells our story very well, and then all the latest uh-huh. updates are found on Facebook at John Wayne Birthplace Museum. So we're very easy to find them there. Okay.
0: All right. Well, now let's get uh, back to some of the the heart of the the matter here when. When you said the museum was started, uh, you mentioned that John Wayne's family donated a number of different things, and that's certainly uh, uh, an excellent gesture on their part, and yet uh, allows folks to see more of the personalization of, of where he was born and grew up a little bit. What would, in your mind, be the most exciting part of the exhibit and the one you'd say to someone do not miss this uh, display,
1: you know, when you come out to the museum. Well, it's almost impossible to pick one single piece because everybody likes different pieces for different reasons. I'm uh, I'm very excited about the horse cart from, from the movie that was uh, used by both John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara throughout the movie. An um, automobile person would love to see John Wayne's station wagon. Um, if you love the um the strictly the movie side of things then the the huge collection of uh, wardrobe and um and sculpture and movie contracts movie mugs um just to see the clothes that john wayne wore in in your favorite movies is, is very exciting um we have a we have wardrobe from um i say wardrobe a lot of people would say costumes but i learned to say wardrobe because that's what they would call it in the in the movie business um, you'd see things he wore in um in true grit, you'll see his coat in true grit. You'll even see the eye patch he wore in, one of the eye patches he wore in true grit. Um, you see um, uh, pieces from uh, Rio Bravo from the Manu Who they're pretty balanced. Uh, cavalry exhibit from um, the five or six uh, movies that featured John Wayne and the Cavalry. So I, I, I wouldn't go on a limb and pick a number one item, it just wouldn't, wouldn't be fair to other people's personal preferences.
0: Well, all right. That that certainly covers a good many items. What would be, in your estimation, Brian, the uh, the the uh, creme de la creme, uh, the holy grail of
1: of uh, John Wayne's items that you don't have that you're searching for? Well, you certainly would like um, firearms that he used in the movies. We don't have a single one, but that could change at any time. Collectors who are out there uh, around the country um, purchased a lot of items from a uh, John Wayne auction uh, conducted by the Wayne family several years ago, and as they get older, they might like to share and see these things enjoyed with by other people. But creme de la creme, you know what we have some we have some one of a kind pieces here. They're just priceless, and um, we I think we take a back seat to no one in, in those in those particular artifacts. Um, um, One of my favorites that anybody can see any time of the day or night is the uh, seven-and-a-half-foot bronze statue of Don Wayne, which greets visitors at the front door. And even when we're closed, um, year-round people stop and have their photograph taken there. So that's a uh, a fine piece of fine art um, that's just not on public view anywhere else. Um, But i think the boyhood home the small home where wayne was born is very special to people sometimes they go in there and they and they, they their eyes well up with tears it's, they're so moved by it and you know that's where the story and that's where the legend began so that's extremely important um but no it, it's it's as they say different strokes for different folks but um we had a writer here from a major paper who was focused on the saddle that was used in the cowboys because that happened to be his favorite. There are there are always pieces out there, but we've got some really unique items right now. John Lane's daughter, about two years ago, um, presented us with his. In his home, so you. And a lot of our items are not under glass, uh, which is nice. We respect our visitors, and we haven't had any reason to protect them beyond what they are already. John Wayne fans are very respectful, so they can get very up close and personal with a lot of these items. Uh, we're can speaking. I answer your question.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Brian Downs is with us, the executive director of the John Wayne Birthplace and Museum. I read a story once. Brian, where uh, out in Hollywood, there was a bar that John Wayne frequented uh, on, a, on a very regular basis, and that he always stood at one end of this bar, and it, over time, he had carved his name into the, the hardwood of the bar.
1: Do you recall a story like that? It's a story I don't know. He did have uh, some favorite watering holes, um, especially when he lived in Newport Beach, uh, next to the ocean. Um, but then, of course, before that, for years, he was in he, just outside of Hollywood. Um, so, and he had his favorite. Uh, watering holes is his favorite uh, saloons. He had uh, clubs that he would attend, or you know, for steam baths and all kind of private clubs where he would get together with movie buddies. But I'm sure there's more than one, but I don't know that particular one with the initials carved. Well, I, I was, I was
0: thinking that it, you know, if the owners, if it was still in operation, or maybe it was, maybe it was closed here a while ago or something, but. I, I, I just just thought that that section of the bar where he had carved his name into it would be a,
1: an interesting display for you. Well, along those lines, John Lane's last picture was called The Shootist, where he played an old gunfighter dying of cancer. And he called out his uh, enemies to all meet um, in a saloon um, in Carson City, Nevada. Now, that bar was actually built or uh, built. Uh, uh, Representation that bar was built in, in the Hollywood soundstage, and the set designer had these beautiful panels, are about uh, 10 feet tall, there were seven of them, and uh, you see them very clearly in the movie, so visitors to our museum can, in effect, stand at the very spot where John, Fane, John Wayne filmed the very last scene of his very last movie, so that um, when people understand that, that has meaning to it. Oh, yeah, I can see where that would. But it wasn't a real bar in the first place. It was it was a Hollywood make-believe bar, but it was gorgeous, a, a Victorian-era bar in the Old West. Do you uh, uh, ever
0: purchase any items that you want to put into your museum or do you rely completely on, on folks donating an item?
1: Up till now, everything's been donated, every single piece, or it's on long-term loan. Um, and a lot of people, when they have these treasures, they they hate to part with them, but they like to see them displayed and appreciated. Um, many items were purchased by the uh, president of our board, Mr. Zuxworths, And, um, no, so he, he spent plenty of dollars on the items we're displaying right now. And, um, and a great many of those were recently donated to the museum, um, for, for permanent exhibit. So going forward, after we finish, uh, paying for our expansion, then that could change. Then we might be in a position to start buying things, but we haven't so far simply because we haven't had to. I see. Well,
0: and, and that's, it's obviously to your advantage. The reason I mentioned it is, is that, uh, uh, I subscribe to this auction house out in uh, California and every now and then they have items from the movie. They have some movie memorabilia from Hollywood and every now and then I'll see something from John Wayne. The last last month or two, I saw there was a a signed contract for one of his movies in there and and then i've previously i've seen and and you mentioned this where when he was in a movie and and he would uh uh he would give out these big coffee mugs uh that was relative to the movie at the time and he gave those out to all his castmates and I've seen those for sale uh but they'll they'll have other and they've had some wardrobe uh, from some of his movies and i've never had the money to to purchase one you know as as you'd expect they end up selling for for a sizable amount of money uh but i didn't know if you folks would would take advantage of something like that and see something that
1: you'd want to purchase to to in fact put into the museum well actually what those items that you just mentioned are already on display in our museum I remember you said the mugs. Yes, and, and movie and, wardrobe, coats and pants and shirts and hats and uh, items of saddle. So the, there, there's a lot of lot of items out there, but there's nothing you mentioned that we don't have uh, represented already in our museum in one fashion or another.
0: How how much time would it take for somebody to come in, start at the beginning, and then walk out at the end,
1: uh, and and have been able to say they saw everything that was there to see? Uh, depending on how much of a fan you are and how much you want to read, I would say an hour minimum, an hour and a half would be plenty now are there
0: uh, there in winterset? I know there was another movie uh, made there that that uh, uh, relative to the fact that it was you know right there in in winterset, the bridges of Madison county right that
1: is correct. and the beauty of our town is. The, the buildings, the courthouse, nothing has changed in the past since John Lane's time, and it's even older than that. Um, it's just really part of America. We've, uh, we've, our courthouse district has just been declared a National Historic Era. Um, we've received funding to restore a lot of our old buildings, and except for the automobiles on the street, um, you, could, uh, you could very well imagine that this is 1970, the year John Lane was born. In fact, the, we're not just the birthplace home, we're the whole town. So many of the homes that he would have seen as a child. Um, you, could, you can imagine his mother pushing the baby buggy up and down the streets of, of the very same houses people are living in today.
0: What, what about that movie, The Bridges of Madison County? Do they have any kind of a, a museum or a, a, an ability to go through and relive some of the making of that film?
1: Well, you can, of course, visit the bridges that were featured in the film. They're all in uh, beautiful uh, rural settings, um, one as close as our city park. You can walk in Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep's footsteps, if you know the movie. Um, I'm, I'm sitting across from the courthouse right now. That you can see in, at a glimpse, the uh, Northside Cafe Um where Clint Eastwood came to a defense of a woman—that's um, That building is still here. The restaurant's closed, but the um, it'll reopen at some point. Um, we had, um, yeah, everything just yeah, Iowa countryside. In fact, you can see the house where Francesca lived out in the country. It's maybe twenty-minute drive from here. That's still standing on private property. So, yeah, just about almost everything you saw in the picture is still, even the jazz club they went to, that's a corner bar on, on uh, just a few doors from where I'm sitting. So, wow. yes, there's lots of places to go. If, if that's your movie and that's your uh, romantic dream, you can you can truly walk in their footsteps.
0: Yeah, wouldn't it be something if, if uh, there are people hearing us now and their two favorite movies, are uh bridges of Madison County and any one of uh the duke's films and and they're just licking their chops right now thinking gosh we got to get to Winterset Iowa
1: well they're in heaven if they come here yeah Oh, yeah. It's just so rich. It's a very historically minded community. And it's attractive not because people went out of their way to make it attractive. It's just maintenance and appreciation of what they did. It's not artificial, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's it's authentic. And, um, for instance, you won't see anything called Ye old Ice Cream Shop with, with S-H-O-P-P-E, that kind of stuff that a lot of communities do. This is uh, real Iowa. In the election time, every politician of any from from governors to the president of the United States to local congressmen, they all want to come and have that winter set connection because this is how the world sees Iowa, like no other town in, in Iowa. So,
0: and, and they're probably not going to be treated any nicer by uh, our fellow Iowans than when they get here. That's uh, got to add a lot to it too, don't you think?
1: well, it's it's a great mix here. We have some very sophisticated shopkeepers and uh, a couple of folks just opened a nice new restaurant here. We have great sophistication, and you'll also see uh, farmers and overalls at the coffee shop. so and it's and it's all real and it's a great coexistence. Um, these are the people who have been kind of built the Madison built Madison County are still here, and then a lot of new people have come in, and we all work very hard to maintain the uh, original flavor of the place.
0: Is there a hotel downtown or or close by if folks can camp out for a few days because it makes sense? They want to cover both, uh, uh, you know, sites. They they would need some time to do so.
1: We don't have a downtown hotel anymore. We did in days gone by like all towns do, but we have uh, thoroughly modern hotels. um, just a someone could walk if they wanted to, but it's um, within a mile of the courthouse. Is the Cobblestone Inn and Suites, and also the Covered Bridge Inn, and they're just like, both both sites are about a mile from the square. Wow, that's great. What about
0: what about the uh, John Wayne Birthplace and Museum? What's your next upcoming event that you uh, have, have circled on the calendar that you
1: think folks would would really enjoy attending? Well, next May, we are going to have the grand opening of our expansion, and people have been very excited about that. And that will be Memorial Day weekend, and it will include a horse parade. It will include movies at our vintage Iowa Theater. We'll of these movies played for the first time, uh, a benefit dinner and auction. We'll have celebrities. We'll have music. Um, it's a jam-packed weekend for a uh, John Wayne-style weekend.
0: Now, can you tease us with, uh, it might be a little early uh, to know if, as far as folks that have committed. Well, hey, but can we hold that can yeah. tease us a little bit with some of the celebrities that might be in attendance?
1: I don't mean or, to yeah, break uh, in,
0: but it's too late, and uh, we're just about out of time. Uh, could we get you to stay on for another uh, segment, Brian? i will stay, certainly. All right. Well, this, this is an amazing conversation, and uh, we're, this is, uh, we're in part one here and start part two.